Jen Wayne Swayze presents a free 99 podcast. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Twitch, Instagram. Search F-R-E-E-99. Podcast. Shout out to all the sponsors. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the listeners. We hear you. Jen in the building. What? What? JD Fresh in the building. Shout out to the free 99er. Hey. Hey. in the building. I'm on hypnotic, exotic, just polo on my body. Got the bag girl beside me and a friend right behind me. I'm swagging. I'm surfing. I'm swagging. I'm surfing. I figure I would do Three that. episodes. You've been Three talking episodes. About this I've been talking about swag surfing for the last two episodes. Might as well fucking have it. So shout out to swag surfing. I am the good homie. Guys, got some service. Uh, on episode 193. 193. Ramel, please, please, we have royalty in the building. Please introduce who we have with us in the Free 99 podcast in the studio. I'm going to have to get this off of my chest because our guest tonight. And has you have been, no hair on there, so let's go. Our, our <laughs> guest tonight Come on. has been lying to us all for the past 36 years, and I can prove it. Please. Ever since that audition in 89, mm. when even... While standing on milk crates, he came up short. See, a fire was lit that day mm. at the age of 13, mm. now motivated to show everyone just how good he is. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a little bit from just to hype mm. to the invisible scratch pickles mm. to the world famous beat junkies mm. to the triple threat DJs. Mm. His contributions have cemented the legacy for each crew, and today he continues to build his own legacy. Continues. Globe trotting and performing in Dubai, Manila, and Russia, just to name a few places. Come on, man. Recently, being a part of the Force Tour, he's traveling with the likes of Black Thought. Come on, man. LL Cool J. Come on, man. And DJ Jazzy Jeff Come to on, celebrate man. 50 years in hip hop. Sheesh. And this is just a small peek into this man's long list of accolades. And to go back to my opening statement, this is why he has been lying to us all. <laughs> because all of this Come on. was done with hard work and dedication, never taking a shortcut to success. Oh, look at you. We are honored <laughs> to have DJ Shortcuts join us. DJ Shortcut, join us on the Free 99 Podcast. DJ Shortcut on the Free 99 Podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was, that was, fuck. I'm taken back by that. Yeah, <laughs> he does this. Like, I, uh, I, I used to, I rap. You know, that was awesome, man. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank, <laughs> you. thank <laughs> you, man. Can I go now? So we're done. Yeah, done. Like, damn, I, wanted, I wanted to open it up with a hard-hitting question straight out of the fucking door. All right, okay. Do you or do you not still love Street Fighter? I love Street Fighter. Yes. Come on, man. Who's All your right. Who's your character? E Honda. Wow. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I like playing E Honda like everyone else plays Ken Wright. So. Wow. Do you play Street Fighter Six? No, I man, I'm still old school. Okay, because yeah. I I was I was gonna bring my thing for you to play with, but then I was like, weird. pause, pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can we uh, cut that part? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no pause. We're going all. We're going all. Yeah, no, we're not a metal. Yeah, metal. For someone that travels, someone that travels around the world, um, what? Where's your favorite country? What country holds your? uh, No, what country has the best McDonald's? Oh fuck! Oh damn! You're just getting hit with the whole one, bro. Wow, that's a good one. 
Because has the best McDonald's. Yeah, uh, it's, Thailand. Di- it's different. Uh, Whoa, yeah, it's different out of the U.S. You didn't even think about that. Yeah, Thailand. Expl- please well, explain. Well, just because uh, my last trip with, um, to Asia with my with my girl, we we, we no our first our first stop down you. Our first stop downstairs from the whole, from our Airbnb was McDonald's, and it was just bomb. Yeah. Would, would you have? Do you um, I just had just the regular. What the hell did I have? Just the pad Thai nuggets. No, no. <laughs> Um, what was it? Just a regular like they're, they're, they have shrimp they, burgers at certain McDonald's. Not that one. Not Japan, that one. Japan they do. Japan they do. Yeah, yeah. Japan, Japan they do. Japan they do. What I noticed about like someone who travels a lot, like one thing I was told was like you will never get sick eating at a McDonald's because if you're traveling a lot around the world, like like you don't, you know certain. Food is made different everywhere, right? This is facts. And then you're like the water. You can't always drink the water, so don't drink margaritas when you're out of out of the country right away. Unless I you've been there a couple days. That's why. That's why I call McDonald's the, Amer- the American Embassy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just when, <laughs> if you're when in doubt, get high C orange. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, just Asia, Asia McDonald. I mean, like, I don't go there all the time, but you know, once in a while, if it's like like four in the morning and the only thing open. Mm. And you know it's free delivery out there too. So. It is. It is. I mean scooters. They all <laughs> yeah. got scooters. But out they there. don't use. They don't. Some places don't use like Uber Eats or like uh, DoorDash. It's like a specific yeah. one. Like in London, they have like, hey, bring it's it. Part of, your it's door. part of the service. Like it's like you know yeah. like getting like uh, remember when I think they did it for a little bit when KFC would deliver. Dude, uh, unless yes, was, I do. Unless that was a Daily City thing because like uh, the one I'm missing used to deliver. Yeah. At least, yeah. You know what? Bringing that up, uh, just kind of thinking about it, I want to find out. I'm sorry. Fucking Pizza Hut over here, right? Be- before they closed down, they didn't honor any like electronic or like any like internet coupons, and you had to call them to get like it delivered. Fuck you guys. Sorry. Are you talking about the one that's currently now um, <laughs> Mountain Mikes? Mountain Mikes. I'm okay. glad you're gone. Sorry. What, what's I just your to get that off my chest? What's your favorite Daily City uh, memory? Ooh. Like, what's what's one thing about Daily City? That you, that will always hold, like you will hold a candle to, like Daily City will remind me of this. The weather, yes, yeah. dude. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I like, I love the cold. I, I love just, it. I'm a, I'm a damn Eskimo. I mean, you know, uh, I love that we don't have to have AC out here. Oh, right. I, mean, I love sleeping in, in like, you know, hella comforters. Yes, it's Yo. always sweater weather. Yeah. How many how many pillows do you use? Uh, currently, yeah, uh, well, three. I also use three. Yeah. What brand are you, is it? A Ross brand? Do you fold or? one? Uh, no, you, uh, I have one. Uh, what do you call that? Serta. Uh, okay. Yes. Posture. Posturepedic. Damn. For real. Yeah. I guess we all. Oh, I mean, we all don't have like you know. DJ this pillow game is different. Yeah. But, I know. But, 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 this is pillow but, talk. But yo, but uh, you know what, what? My favorite pillow is is well, they don't sell it anymore, man. I, I, went, I was trying to buy it like a month ago. At Target, they have a cooling one, ten bucks. Oh. You would have the limited. It has the it has the gel inside. No, right? no, no gel. It's no just gel? like it's, just, it's it's not like no crypto gel. It's I don't know. There's like some kind of like a not even a, it's like a mesh kind of top. Mm. But it's but it's it's not feathers or anything. It's like just is yours is yours signed? Signed? Yeah, I don't know. I just figured it's like limited. So. <laughs> and <laughs> here's here's the okay. I want to paint a picture for everyone who does not live in Daly City and why we love Daly City weather. You you are a well traveled man, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine this coming home from the Philippines, mm-hmm. ball sweat weather, right? Mm-hmm. And then here you are getting picked up from the airport, passing Daly City, and what is that you see? You see 
Mother Nature's air conditioning. Yeah. Taking over, just saying, just welcoming you back in her arms. It feels great to go home and it's put the, my my hoodie on. Yes. It's the best. It's the best. Stepping out from the carousel from like a, from an international yeah, like, travel. Oh, shit, I'm, it's like cold. Oh, it smells like home now. I feel I yeah, feel like so rewarded like hearing that from you, man. Yeah, man. Man, every city for life. I have to say, I uh, I have been a huge fan of you. Uh, I think I think this was you. You did a, a mix with um, Mr. E. Shout out, Mr. E. Oh yeah, uh, it Damn, was. That was a long time. It mix. was the Lovers Rock. Yes, I. Uh, there was that like um, Sarah Vaughn record. But I've been thinking about you. Higher, higher, higher. I can't, I can't higher. But anyways, <laughs> like me and my brother, like have scoured the internet to look for that, uh, and then also we've tried to look for the actual tracks and add them on Spotify. That's how much it meant to us, man. Oh wow. Also, but and I just kind of want to pivot into that because you are currently on the 50 years yep. anniversary of, of hip hop tour, mm-hmm. but you are not like just restrained by one genre of music. Your experience with dancehall, yeah, right. You uh, you first started with uh, freestyle, yeah. Right mm-hmm. as a sound system, but that that was like that was like eighties nineties, right? Yeah, like that yeah. that was start, that was the wave of music, right? I mean, I started in eighty seven, and you know, here in the especially Daily City. Yeah. What was you your know? first record that you bought for yourself? Oh, ever? Yeah. Oh damn. Uh, ACDC, Back in Black. Wow. Where, where was it at? What record store? Um, it was in damn. Where the hell was that? Best record, record factory. At it's it's Michael's now. Michaels, be, uh, so we talking about Coleman? 280 Coleman, Metro, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Michaels. That was, that was a record. That was a record factor. My, it was a wow. it was a CVS, but a Rite Aid, right before it turned into Michaels. Yeah, was it? Oh yeah. wow, that's when they were still that 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 uh, the, the, was it the Dollar Movie. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 I, I saw Pulp Fiction there. AMC. I saw Pulp Fiction there. Yeah. So My question is, how, that, how does that fucking jewelry store right next to it outlast all of these stores? It's gone. Oh well, my bad. That, that, that's a boba spot. Now. A boba spot no, now. there's still that jewelry store, right? We have to like. Uh, nah, it's gone. Oh, yeah. well, that's what you get for. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so uh, I had a question. Uh, uh, why was it being a party DJ frowned upon in the early days of uh, you being like a turntablist? Ooh. Well, I, Damn, that's a great wow, question. Wow, that's, that's a pretty hard question, man. But because it was very like. Like you were known as a turntablist, right? Though, right? That, right. That, that was that was a submitted art that not everyone can do. And then was that right off the bat? I mean, I was. A, I mean, I was a mixed DJ before everything. You know, what I mean, because a sound system, we had to learn how to DJ for crowds and yeah, dance floors and stuff. It wasn't. I mean, but you know, I mean, when I got first got into DJing, I always learned. You know, was but there's two that. different. Like there was like there was that the, the uh, there was that line of like party DJs, especially like. 80s and 90s right, right, right. E- even to like the late 90s right. there was party DJs and then there was there were like there were musicians you guys were musicians it's different yes. right because right. yes. you're using you're using the turntable uh, turntable as an instrument right so like like why was it like uh I love this shit no, no, for this motherfucker right here, I'm so happy he's on the pod. On some I real shit. Like, Honestly, so, I've been trying to hide happy. it ever since he got here, bro. I'm real happy. He's I've been on hard the pod. ever since he got here. Sorry, no, no offense. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Your name was dropped on this podcast a lot, so j- j- just, huh. just on some real shit. But there, there was that, there was that line of like, there was turntableists and there was party DJs. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, wh- why do you think a lot of people, like, there was, there was that divide? I mean, you know, just to the hardcore cats who just focused in on scratching, it was, that was just their thing. But mm-hmm. you know, there was a, you know, 
this kind of goes back to when Triple Threat first formed. Um, myself, you know, mm. Apollo's my mentor. And yeah. He's, he was the big, you know, he's, you know, that's Apollo. That's Apollo. Apollo. He's the fucking Don, you know what I mean? And then Vinrock, who just had just won back to back ITFs, we would always talk at, um, at, at Keys Records at Top of the Hill. Fucking Quivis. <clears throat> yeah. And then, you know, the one thing that we all kind of had in common was like, yeah, I mean, it's, this is dope that we're, you know, that the, the scene, especially with Turntable, Turntable scene was, was blowing up. But mm. we felt like, man, that's kind of hard that we have to make the the cats in the front who just surround the DJ booth just waiting for us to scratch. Yeah. And there's like 300 other people just want, wanting to dance. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So we just felt like we have to keep that balance. And, you know, we wanted to just, to just bring back just DJing, not just if you're a turntablist or you're this. Be able to kind of like rock a crowd, rock a crowd for them, you know, for the masses, and you know, rock a crowd, and that goes back to us playing different genres of music. Like you know, we they would they would basically book book us for three hour sets, yeah, mm -hmm. and we'd go for you know, of course, hoping up with hip hop, do like you know, flex, oh, or whatever. the jiggy shit, yeah. But then yeah, we'd go into the jiggy shit, then go into the backpack shit, and little then go big into man scoop, go into that, go <laughs> into the go into the dance hall, go into mm. the like a little bit of house, just everything that we encompasses like just. A overall show and then mm -hmm. like the last 15 minutes we would flex and do like a group routine or individual routines but like, like beat juggling or just yeah, like everything. really yeah that's I mean, fucking dope that's why we wanted to push because it's like to us it's like you know it's cool doing one thing but you know we wanted to show that versatility was what was was it you know we need to have to be versatile and be able to play in front of every crowd so did, did you guys form to, to battle the executioners like you guys uh, well we never battled them well, but you, you, well, you rock the party. Unless you're talking about the pickles, because triple threat. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah pickles. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Pickle. I mean, you know, pickles is a different story. Just coming up with them. Yeah. His, 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 his resume. I'm just. I, I do want to say, like, I, I was watching that uh, back in. I think it was '96 or '97. The team battle. Yeah, the team battle. '96. So there in '96. So there is a video that is posted on YouTube, mm -hmm. and I was watching it, just kind of like admiring everything, doing my research. And then I, I looked a little bit further and I saw that the video was posted by Rob Swift. Mm. Mm. And he said straight up, he's like, I'm glad that I had uh, this footage um, because he knew at that point that the execute. He said he was glad that it was a team battle because at that point he knew that the executioners had to step it up because they were nowhere near where the invisible scratch pickles were. And he said, I have the most <laughs> utmost respect for the invisible scratch pickles. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I read that. I was like, "Yo, this is fucking major, dude." I mean, Rob Swift's my brother, man. I mean, he's he's, he's shout out to Rob. Swift. Yeah, he's, shout he, to and, Rob Swift, and, he, and, he, and he's he's also a mentor of mine because, you know, the reason why I got into bee juggling is watching the X Men. Yeah, you know, I mean, mm. like while the West Coast was more focused on scratching, I'm like, you know, for me, I was the one who kind of got more like focused. Like I, the '91 battle, yeah, the '91 DMC USA battle was one of the first DMC. It was the first DMC I ever seen. Yeah. And that's when Q won the, you know, right. won that battle to go to London and he competed. But there was one DJ in that battle who caught my ear was Steve D. Mm. And watching him do doubles of just and fuck it up and kind of just remix a record on the spot. Yeah. Made me want to change the whole way I looked on battling. Wow. So, what year was this? This is 91. 91. How, let me ask you that routine back in 96. How long did you did it take for the for the pickles to get that all together because looking at it even now in 2023 it was so well thought out mm. the mop making a mockery of kind of like all that physical juggling juggling and stuff and you could see it i you could see 
in the face of Mix Master Mike, like the fucking confidence and everything. Like it was just so well performed and it went so well. Like how long did that take you to like lay that down? Three days. Shut the three yeah. days. Yeah, we had that's just chilling and well, no. So we had it. You know, we had it. We were just coming off tour in Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland. And then we had to go back home. I mean, on the ride back home, dude, we only got three days before we have to go to New York to, to battle the, the executioners or the X-Men at the time. And then we just, we stayed at Q's house. Me and Mike stayed at Q's house on his couches. And like from eight in the morning to like midnight or even. Oh, these are like three days. Oh, you're talking about three full last days. Yeah. <laughs> morning yeah. to night till we got it down. Eating 7-Eleven food. It was so, it was so intricate. Every Damn. part of yeah. it, dude. Yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was like a collage of just a bunch of stuff that we, you know. That we, we kind of came up with ideas, but that, that's also y'all vibing though, right? Yeah, was, that's, you know, that's just your yeah. energy being around and knowing how to play off each other. That I think it was a lot of like you know I came with all the drums. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you up, did. Q came out with all the scratches, and then like Mike was just instrumental or just all the phrases, all the you know if you listen to all the wordplay stuff that he had in that that routine. That's just you know that's yo I got this. Yeah, and we're like oh shit, and then you know we build around whatever he came with, so. um yeah, we all contributed a little bit of everything to that to that routine. It was you couldn't like and that's all vinyl kids. Yeah. That's yeah, all, all yeah, that's all, all wax kids. No. You can just carry a laptop around. So they Shit, had to our, travel with crates. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean and and even cue points like there was we there's a stickers? Thing, you guys use stickers. Yeah, yeah stickers. Yeah. So the fucking like, you know, in uh sign here. No, no, no. <laughs> no, uh, no uh, we just like the circle ones, right? No, no. Well, we didn't use circle ones. We used the cassette ones, the, uh, the, the stickers that would come, and then Maxwell. I, would cut, wow. I would cut the thin ones. And um, the people, for, uh, DJs from uh, Denmark, made that up. That style. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So we uh, we we just did that too. So okay, uh, kind of jumping up and back and forth, right? I remember seeing like your uh, Red Bull um, Sound Clash, mm. right? There was a. Who was that? There's another group from San Francisco that tried to like win the crowd by like dressing up as fucking Daft Punk. Oh, there was yeah. We, we, that was all yeah. That was four different uh, yeah DJ crews. And then the and then here that was all lo- that was all local shit. Was, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But then here comes like the triple threat DJs, right? Not only fucking dropping a dub plate of Five Dog, right? But then there was one of fucking like Snoop Dogg, and then you bring Crystal Waters out. Yeah, mm-hmm. like how like. Uh, as somebody who is like so much into like all of the genres of music, into house, you you did it with freestyle, like working with Crystal Waters, like that must have been fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know that whole clash, Shout out to Crystal Waters. Yeah, you know, that that that, <laughs> that sound clash, like we me me, you know the fellas, we uh, we'd all like, we're uh, you know I'm the you know I was I'm more deep into dancehall than the rest of the guys, so for I, sure. I had them watch sound clashes for like a whole month. And just try to explain to them, like, you know, how it pieced together, like how the mic man has to relate to the selector and yeah. how it has to be like, you know, like you said, yo, 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 hear this song. And then, yeah. you know, and then, and then point at, you know, just have everything like just timing has to be dope, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I but, then, like- but we would, we would also like plan it out, like, like, like let's say it just it worked out for us that, uh, there's a third round where yeah. like you had to draw straws and whoever you pick, you have to play their genre. Yeah. Mm. And we ended up pick. We ended up luckily picking the dance hall uh, crew, and you're like, <sighs> and we just had oh cool, we had everything lined up because let's say if we had to, if we ended up getting um, Dirty Bird or yeah. the house or the house guys, I would have brought out Crystal Waters for that round, right? So you know it's just kind of just strategic, kind of like almost some some chess move shit. But like I'm, I'm assuming that like you know with Sound Clash, it's very much so similar to like being part of a sound system back in the '80s, yeah, right? Like you're basically just trying to rock the crowd. 
everything you do from like the smoke system to uh, all of the the effects and everything the music the lights yeah I, well i mean more with the jamaican sound system sound clashes it's definitely more on the music and you know actually it's like playing the, the right song at the right time intro yeah. introing it the right way you know having a connect like whatever you're playing like if you kind of wordplay like yeah if the if the if the the hook of the song that you're playing has to has to do a diss like right yo Something, 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 yo, so and so, tell them. And then that, if you play that one part, it kind of, di- you know, it has to connect. Basically, yeah. you hella called them out. You're like, we don't need that shit. We're like, we got this. And then you like, no, that you know. So, <laughs> you know, what's funny is like, you know, big on my brother Craze. Like, I, uh, we found out like uh, they, that the, the Dirty Bird guys brought out Craze, and we're like, we, but we saw we. So the thing with that that sound clash is no one knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. No one knows who's gonna bring who. Yeah. Whatever. Everyone's just blowing whistles and shit. Yeah. Well, we we did that. We brought the you know we yeah, brought yeah. the whistles and the air horns for everybody for our crowd. But, um, yeah, just. When we found out certain people, they brought certain people out. You know, like crazy, they brought it up for me, probably me and Vin, because we're the scratch guys, yeah, right? Yeah, so, like, like that's a direct, like fucking, like yeah. But you know that, but but when I when they brought out, um, who was it? They brought, you know, they brought out Diplo. Um, mm. They brought out. I didn't see that. They brought. Yeah. Out. They Honestly, brought, I was just looking for your side. <laughs> what do you call? It? Uh, what year was this? Two thousand fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Diplo was playing all their dub plates. Major, oh. laser, major laser dub plates. Oh. They, they played like a Madonna dub plate. I think it, but the thing is, I didn't, but that's not even the crew that's fucking battling, right? That's what I was, That's why I said what I said. I was yeah. like, yo, you know, one, that's why I said, yo, I gotta tell, I gotta say this, you know, like, you know, one thing about Triple Threat, we hold our own. We don't need anyone to play on our set. So let's talk about that dub plates. How many different dub plates do you have? A lot. Can you give like a couple, just a quick rundown of like some of your favorite artists or? I mean, it's a, you know a lot of dance hall like you know we got Beanie Man and mm. Damien Marley, <laughs> uh, Ninja Man. We got um, a lot of foundation. Um, J, you know, Jay Book did one for us. In, um, uh, into the dance hall, right? That that was uh, that was my intro to like dance hall, and you were the one that kind of ushered that for me. Yeah, that I, I've rebought that album so many times because oh, well, that came out what late. 90s early 2000 early like 2000 like 2000 i think and yeah. that that's right before the whole sean paul craze and then the wayne wonder phase right it as, just, as far it as just like, started coming out yeah, yeah. Like, you know but you know but um you know me and vinrock have been you know out of the cold crew me and vinrock were the dance hall guys shout to vin yeah, yeah shout to vin you know like you know one thing we found in common because he came from the east coast and he told me what was hot like is well, he from the east coast yeah he's from jersey originally oh he's jersey huh? yeah yeah I didn't know that. Yeah. His logo looks like the uh, regular the, the Yankees. Yeah. yeah, the Yankees logo. Um, I remember being at a uh, at a at a uh, at a reggae gold. It was one of uh, when Rolo was doing them at the end up, Ooh. and then um, there was only three Asians. It yep. was it was you, it was me, and it was one other girl. And then I uh, I was just uh, I was just in the crowd because because uh, Rolo got me. So you get came the, you came on. Face. And you, and then this was like when Reggae Gold was still like real popping before it got, got kind of hood and people yeah. knew about it. Was yeah. this at Milk? No, it was at End no. Up. Oh, end it up. was it was at End Up, and and you came on, and you see like some of the OGs kind of looked at you, and then then when you started playing, and then they were like, "Oh, this is sh-. like people knew your name before they knew what you looked like," because this is like there wasn't really no social media like that, no, right? You had you had to watch the videos, or you had to like. You would have those uh, flavor of the month flyers where you had your your face on it. Yeah, but like you, when when you performed, I remember like 
you shut it down and people were like looking they were tripping because you weren't like you were the like I said we're only three Asians in there yeah (laughs) and then (laughs) I mean that's always been a um, kind of a struggle just to you know like how was it playing in Jamaica it's dope I mean you know I've I've been on the Jamrock Cruise for you know I've been doing Damien Marley's Jamrock Cruise for like the last eight years damn that's fucking sick do they have oxtail on that Truth, yeah, for, for, they have to have our course. <laughs> Can I get a promo code or something? <laughs> oh, shoot, man, that shit sold out the minute they just for the oxygen. Did, so, um, uh, did you go last minute to the nine mile to see Bob Marley's burial site and just made it? I didn't go during the um, what do you call it? I didn't go during, during the cruise. I actually took a, I took a separate trip to Jamaica to, to do that with Migs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah me, Kev? yeah, me, uh, me, Box Kev, and Mr. E, we, we went out there and uh, actually because I did a, a turntable. A turntable list, something, or it's you know, like turntable that the connection with the with the America and Jamaica mm. yeah. turntable culture. Yeah, I did it. I did it like a, a a workshop with them. So I hooked Sorry. up. I hooked up with the earliest like the hip hop DJs in Jamaica. Mm. Yeah, and then all the scratch DJs from the whole island came out, and I didn't even know there was a scratch scene. You know what I mean? It was crazy. Were they, they doing that forty fives? No, no, no. They, were, they all had. <laughs> did it. they, they scratch all... very like Jamaica y? You know no, what I'm saying? No, like no, dance all no. Not at all. They're, 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 you know, that's the one thing is like you know when you when you go to different countries, you have a you know like a pre, you know notion of what you think they're yeah, into. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Man, you got to think about Jamaica, and just the music they got. I mean, you know, they're when I when they're selectors, I respect them as selectors because they really have. There, there's DJs who are into everything out there. The thing that I love about like that Shout scene, Jamaica, right? man. I've, I've never been to Jamaica, but number one, I heard that in the clubs. The people in the clubs actually do like dance routines. It's very much so in sync. Well, it's almost like um, um, when certain songs come out, yeah. and there's like a you know, it's kind of like a call and response. Yeah. But then people mm. people know that there's like a certain move. Like you guys heard of the butterfly and the bow. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Those are actual dances. You know what I mean? So it's almost on some. I mean, not to. I'm not trying to clown it, but it's on some hokey pokey shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like do this, turn around. And like that. It's like uh, yeah. what's it called line line dancing. Line da- yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. line dancing. Mambo yeah. number five. Yeah. Shout out to Lou Vega. Shout out to Electric Slide, man. We there, we out there with. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like it's 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 a tr- it's a trip to see that that culture where like you know where certain songs become so big and everyone in the crowd knows what to do. It's like a and then also like swag surf. Yeah, crazy. We we do the same shit. Yeah, swag yeah, surf. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the same, same shit. In, in Jamaica, know? they reuse the beat, right? No, so that's something I had to understand. Yeah, can with, you help me understand that? Okay, so yeah. It's not about the artist there. It's about the rhythm first, right? Mm. The instrumental. Yeah. So if you hear, if you're, if you're wondering why you hear one certain instrumental that has multiple like artists versions, over it, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's 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 a, it's a rhythm, and it. I mean, it, I'll give you an example, especially when the records for when I was still collecting a lot of forty five uh, dance hall forty fives. Yeah. Rhythms would come out every week. And you would have to get like who, and you're you're wondering who's the hot guy on the rhythm, like yeah. who's the, who's the hottest artist on that rhythm, um, and that's what it is. And sometimes like they'll get the foundation ones that's you know the, the big tunes from the '60s, yeah, and they'll digitize it and kind of replay it, and you know what I mean, like like even Murder She Wrote, right? Like yeah. that that has been used like numerous times, different versions, right? Yeah, well, you know, Murder She, you know, the boom, boom one yeah. love, yeah. That don't 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 yeah. don't, you know, yeah, yeah, it's I mean all the classics. I mean that's considered like the boom bap era, yeah, of, of, of dance hall. But what about like the fucking lovers of rock, dude? Like the remakes of all of kind of like the classic so, American. So a lot of those rhythms that 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 do lovers rock are from like the Motown era of dan- of reggae. Yes, and they, I and, love and, they, that and they just digitize it, and you know that's when you get different artists on that. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, I, I I've, I've been playing reggae and dancehall for the last twenty five years. There's yeah. a big Asian community in Jamaica. 
Oh yeah, there's a lot of Chinese out there. The, uh, I heard, I heard, like one of the biggest record labels is, on, is owned by the, uh, a Chinese mm-hmm. Chinese family. Uh, yeah. VP Records. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Vincent and Patricia Chin. Damn, there's bro. a lot of Chin out there. Uh, last name Chin. Yo, there's a lot of Filipinos out there. Well, you got to consider too. Like you know, we're on the cruise. We're all on. Yeah, that's sure. We are. We are the helpers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we land where we land. Was, we once went on a cruise to Alaska, right? And we knew that like all the help was like Filipino, right? So we had uh, reservations at like this fancy like steak did steak like restaurant. There. Oh yeah, and they fucking made us like beef steak, but like out of like fancy ass steak. Dog, yo, veal. And we wanted to party with them because there was like a, a, like a club for like the regular like. Uh, Goers of like the fucking cruise, mm-hmm. and then there was like a little spot for like the workers, and we would like stand by the door and hear the lights, and like fuck, dude, we're like, yeah. oh, I want to party. With them first. That's why you get cool with all the, the Pinoys and on the boat because you know, and they hook it up. Absolutely, yeah. you hear that, everyone? Be nice to the Filipinos. Be nice to the Filipinos on the boat. I mean, they're the, they work hard and shout you know, to, shout be, be nice to everyone on the boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, but we work harder though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just you know, I mean, maybe I should say special shout out to all the Pinoys on the shout the boat. out and the, especially. I mean, you know, if they're all, you know, yeah. And you, I talked to or some of them. You know, what's funny, man, is when I when I go on the Jamrock cruise, they're asking like, "Oh, yo, where are you from?" Like, they think I'm working for the boat, but say, like, "Oh, I'm one wow. of the DJs." <laughs> and they're tripping out, like they're like, "What?" Yeah, they're like, like, "What? <laughs> How could somebody have so much rhythm?" No, I mean, it's but like I said, man, it's it's with all those cruises, like it's it's cool to see like you know, yeah, Filipino faces on there. So, where was your uh, first first performance? Like, when was the first time you DJed for a crowd? Oh shit. When I was thirteen, garage party probably. Garage yeah. parties were talk about garage parties in the eighties uh, and nineties, seventies, eighties, nineties, right? So, and you know, when garage parties were still a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like there's a lot of Goldschlager there. I mean, well, shit, I was probably enough to, old or enough to drink it. Yeah, but, but um, you know, it was just pretty much you know uh, someone's garage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was like a thirteen. You no, know, I did a lot of thirteen birthday parties mm-hmm. for, for some girls, and and then they would just it's just someone's garage, and they just clean it up and. We set we set up a little mini rock concert looking setup, <laughs> yeah, with the lights, lights and the speakers, and, you know, and um, yeah, that was a thing. And you know, sometimes folks would try to crash that <laughs> all the time, all the time, which is you know, but it's and they mean, stick out like a sore thumb, right? I mean, it's funny that it's it, that's that was a thing. You know, what I mean, that garage parties were a thing, but they were big. I mean, you know, when you found out what sound system was doing that house party, you'd yeah. want to you'd want to get do whatever you can to get in. No? And that means you have to call everyone. All, all, all like eleven of your friends that you're going with, you have to call them individually. There or wasn't a mass that. text you could send out. Like, there's a party nah, here. Right, you, know. you have to be like, oh, the phone's busy. His mom's on the phone. No call. Well, lady. you know, it's funny. I, I did see people make like kinko flyers <laughs> and try to pass them out. Like, you're passing this out at school. Like, how are you gonna get people in your house? Like. Or your mom and dad won't trip that all these people are coming to the house. I know it always house parties were fun. I, I love parties. Parties. Yeah. garage parties were the, the shit. Man. It's funny because like I was like related back to like those rom coms that are like based out of like high school like parties, right? Yeah. And there, like the alcohol flows freely. The girls are like crazy, and like where the fuck are the parents, right? And there's like a band just playing, but like that's not the shit that like we're used to. A know? band. Yeah, like who the fuck like hires a band for a house party? That's just crazy. Sometimes it's kids back from in the, the days, school. That yeah. was the shit. If you had a band. You've seen not like, me. Oh, I mean, I'm saying like in the '70s. I bet. I mean, before a, a DJ was a, 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 a thing, thing. Oh yeah, right? for sure. To bring like you know like there would be a band. Dude, I think, you think Jimi Hendrix did a fucking house party? He had to, I'm sure, right? I'm Every, sure, everyone, ro- everyone rocking, right? I think, just, I think everyone gets their start at either a school mm. or a hall, like a, a, a gymnasium, show, talent show, church. Yeah. yeah. But sure. like you know, but like you shout said, out to Augustine. 
Yeah. Yo, some of the biggest DJ battles were at St. Augustine. So was it in the church? <laughs> no, in the in hall. The hall. <laughs> okay. Across, okay. Across from the church. I always thought they had the dances in like I never been to a Saint Augustine dance because okay. every time I go it'd be too late. Yeah, the, like, it, it's already shut down or they're at max and they're not letting anyone in unless you really had an invitation. Yeah, Saint Augustine was uh, yeah in the hall. It's funny the same hall that you like partied in. Like I would have like uh, the pancake breakfast. Oh, shout out to the pancake breakfast! Shout out to the pancake breakfast! All for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have a question. So I uh, I did some research on you and I came across a video. That was labeled. Oh, 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 oh! Shortcut versus Russian DJs. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So I was like, I am curious. So I clicked on this and I see you, and you're just cutting it up like fucking relaxed, almost as if like you were on an Ambien, like mm. not even like trying. And then you see like one Russian DJ with like dreadlocks who was just kind of like completely nervous. Like, was it an actual battle that you were like, no, no that's what I thought. Okay. It's, it was a jam session. You know, yeah. some people, when they put the versus thing, it's, it's, you know, they really kind of sometimes mean like collaboration. Like I'll give you an example. Um, and this is, I was, I'm guilty of that too, where like when me and cut chemist had a project back in the days, yeah. it was called, it was actually the first, it was first cut chemist versus shortcut. Mm. And I had to tell the, the guy who put it out, like, yo, don't put verses. Cause like, I don't want people to think that's going to be like a battle and yeah. we're going to judge. Oh, so-and-so beat. So, you know what I mean? And, but you know, later on and they had to change it to short, uh, cut chemist meet shortcut. But like, mm. I think in like the rave scene when, it, in, when like a two by four would happen. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah. With, 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 with a, on a DJ set. That's how they would be like DJ so-and-so versus. Yeah. Cause eh, I, I mean, cause, you know, cause I saw the title and I watched it and I was like, yo, these kids are nervous though. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, I was so that was a battle. All those guys who were who were jamming with me, yeah, they yeah. all battled each other before that. Really? Yeah, it was a it was a one on one scratch battle, and I was the only judge. So there's a chair. I don't know if you saw the chair there. Uh-oh. It's like a tall ass chair with the, the the back of the chair is like hella. Oh, high. like a tennis judge? Yeah, <laughs> like one of those chair. Yeah, one of those those like yeah, but yeah, they were battling each other. And that I, was and in Rome, right? No, that was in Russia. That was in it Russia. Was in okay. Saint Petersburg, and then after the, the whoever the winners, I had to go. <laughs> oh, like, that's, that's, that's yeah. tennis, dog. That's tennis. I mean. Yo, but they're, yo, they're, they're, they're dope, man. The, the scratch yeah. scene, I, I, I gotta say that in Russia, the scratch scene is unlike any other I've seen in the world because, like, they're hardcore motherfuckers out there. Weren't you a, a judge for one in Rome, and then the you asked the contestant to uh, to beat juggle, and they all got they all got shook? No, it wasn't beat juggle. It was actually, it was actually um, so there because everyone was dope in the battle, but I couldn't decide who won, who I think should have won. So yeah. I said, well, maybe the only way to you know see do this is see who can do everything. Oh, like a juggle to the death. No, so the, I told him the drum scratch for a Ooh. minute. Drum scratch and drum scratching for me because it like it, to me is like if you can keep a beat, keep it, keep it in the pocket, and like you know change it up or whatever, and be consistent and be funky or whatever. Like I, that's who I would vote for. Yeah, of that's, course. That's why I decided. You know, and they were shook though. Like no one could do it. Yeah. Well, uh, no, they could. They okay. could. And the guy who won should I thought should have won. But it's 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 it just kind of shows you like who knows you know yeah who, who actually is like yeah. the most well rounded yeah yeah so would you say that like you pretty much know a lot about TJ? I'm probably one of the biggest DJ nerds you'll ever meet. Yeah. If you, I, you I, said I, you're one of the biggest DJ nerds, nerds, yeah. I mean, well, I'm, 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 I, you know, especially like right, like right now, I'm doing a whole. I'm working on a documentary of the Bay Area mobile DJ scene because <laughs> I, I love. I came. I came from that man. Well. 
Mr. Mr. Cut. I'm well, Mr. Cut, uh, I don't. Was know. that exclusive? Was that the first time you, you, you talked about it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Mr. Mr. Oh, Mr. Shortcut. A lot uh, of feelings gonna be hurt. I'm not sure if if you've watched uh, the pod, but when we have guests, we like to play a little game with them. Mm. Oh, okay. And uh, today's game is called "Do You Even DJ." <laughs> So all I need you to do is I'm going to ask a question, kind of give a scenario, and all I need you to do is guess which DJ this is. Oh, these are actual people? These are people. Is it multiple choice? Nope. Oh. All right. Are they local? Uh, Some are. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. First question. This DJ once had to eat lunch in a phone booth while returning back to school. Additional hint, her dad... Was a TV personality. Her dad. Her. Yeah. Mm. Female DJ. Give up? Is it Pam? No, it is DJ Tanner. <laughs> D- oh. DJ Tanner. Uh, yo, and yeah, hey, yo, hey, yo, fuck this guy. <laughs> hey, yo. Come hey, yo, on, man. Hey, yo, fuck this guy. Let me rock real quick. I'm like, like, who's spinning? Let me rock real quick. That's a that's a good one. Fuck this guy. He stumped me. me, Damn. That is DJ Tanner. Shout to Pam. Well played. Well played. played. (laughs) Question number two. Motherfucker. Once on the Warriors, this DJ earned himself two rings by riding a bench for the LA Lakers. Give up? Yes. Two rings? While riding the bench for the L.A. Lakers, correct. But he was a warrior once. Once a warrior, uh, D. Fish. No, oh. it is DJ Mbenga. <laughs> DJ Mbenga. Yeah, no one. Yeah, yeah. That was that's rough. This is gonna be a rough swing and a miss. That was a swing and a miss. I apologize, shortcut. This is gonna be a rough couple next <laughs> yeah. questions. Okay. How All many right. you got? Two more. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Number three. Mm. This former DJ. I'm sorry, this former NBA player no longer dominates the key, and when he's not selling Papa John's, he likes to get on the turntables. Shaq? Correct. Yeah. That is Shaq. And here's the last question. This DJ is respected amongst his peers, a part of some of the most legendary crews associated with the DJ scene, and is able to spin about every genre of music. Okay, Capri? Wrong. It's DJ Shortcut. Come on, oh, Come man. on, bro. Give yourself some flowers sometimes. Oh, man. man. Hey. DJ Shortcut, man. DJ Shortcut. <laughs> He's like, hey. Thanks for playing, dude. I'm so sorry. I'm like, that was, that was hard, like, man. Um, there was a time you went to Japan. Um, did you leave a, a J or like a roach in your, in your sweater and then the K9 jump on you? Holy shit. Is this true? Oh, is, it, yeah. is, is, is that a true story, or is it? Is My that mom's just, gonna watch this, man. It's just an urban <laughs> legend. Okay, I'm just. I'm hey, shout out to Drake. All, okay, all the dogs urban for legend. All the dogs. <laughs> we can leave it at. We leave it at urban yeah. legend. Um, urban legend. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, there's that's a that's a folklore kind of tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. I have yeah. a. I do have a question. Did you once get your record stolen? Yes. In the airport. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing I that. I've never seen that. Yeah. So, like, what happened? That made ever, news news. That made news news. Yeah. I was about to fucking call Channel 7 and the whole shit. Damn. Like, save it on your side? Yeah. How so many, how many, how many crates? 
It was so. It was one crate. I had a uh, triple threat. We had a gig in Phoenix, um, and this is a couple of like this is Arizona two, is so weird. This is three days. No, it was in Frisco. It, it was a oh, base. Frisco's shit. Yeah, weirder, people so, know what those look like. Yeah, you know it was I mean? it was three days before nine eleven. <laughs> oh wow, when it happened. So, so yeah. Were, so so I, there were two tragedies. So we, we we missed we missed the flight, and then but we ended up getting on the next flight. But we checked in all, all our our crates in early, and when I when I got my record crate on the carousel in Arizona, my shit was hella light. I was like, oh man. Wait, hold on. So you're it's not that they stole the entire crate. They opened the crate and stole the records. Because it was sitting there. Wow. Your, your flight was delayed, right? Yes, yeah, so it was sitting. Yeah, so and that, SFO so, was a wild time. SFO, right? Yeah, SFO. Yeah, so when I got when I got back to when I got back to SFO from the I was like, yo, I, I went to the you know the, the luggage center. I was like, yo, I want to know who was working here from this time to this time. They stole like a bunch of my records, right? And, and at, at first they were giving me shit because like it's like. What was in there? And I said records, and they were kind of like, it's just records. Giggling, yeah, exactly. No, they, it's just records. I'm like, motherfucker, this is my shit. Yeah, you know this, I mean? is my, my, this, this is how my I eat. livelihood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, just to, and in my head, the first thing I thought in my head is like, damn, I gotta find doubles of all this shit. And there was all, some like crazy shit in there. I'm assuming, dude, amazing, like fucking fifty dollar jeans, brown records, two of them. So it's like a hundred bucks. So, I mean, you know, that's the time that you can really. Like lock that shit up too You know what I mean so, Yeah Did you ever get them back or No I didn't But what I Fuck mean, you SFO <laughs> Well you know I mean the, the airline uh, United gave me Like you know they, they were telling me To do an itemized list I'm like how am I going to itemize Almost All 100 yeah. Did you make records? It, Was it a good list though I like, mean yeah I mean, the, the get back As far as What they gave you back In compensation Was it like, it's never worth it. It's not. I mean, it's. They gave me a couple of G's, but at the oh, same. Oh shit! All right. Yeah, but dude, I found all that. What? Give me a free flight to freaking Japan, and then I'll probably feel better because most of those records I bought in Japan. And you feel kind of like violated. And you're starting oh, well, from the beginning and, and, again, right? Your collection, as far as well, well just the, this, just the records that I brought yeah, to yeah, yeah. you know for gigs, because like, dude, the only thing they left in that that crate was reggae. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they took all my funk and funk soul and hip hop records. Damn, yeah. we know who you are. We know we can we can figure that out. It's yeah. definitely not maybe a Filipino. Maybe it's definitely def well, yes, which is which is dumb is because um, at the time I used to with a knife I used to kind of carve my name in the middle of the record <laughs> on the sticker. Part? No, not even on the sticker on the vinyl itself. Oh, well, shit. you know when the record plays it to the very end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I would Rocky I would, loves I, Emily shit. Yeah, I would I would etch my name in there just so just if my shit ever fucking you know what I mean circulated. You could just kind of look in the middle like oh, yeah, shit. and then. People would tell me like, "Yo, I bought a record at uh, what do you call it at a uh, Amoeba? Amoeba, yeah." And, and it has your name on it. I'm like, "Oh yeah." Well, wow. So whoever stole it was a failed DJ. Fuck you guys. You know what's fucked up too is the person that bought it at Amoeba's. You know, I don't know if they're looking for the name. No, they didn't, no, they didn't know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure if they, they just open it and go, "All right, it's a clean, it's clean wax, right?" Because realistically, you know, not a lot of they don't Amoeba doesn't look highly on if you fucking try to take the record out and kind of inspect it and shit you know you just, yeah. when you buy it you pick it up and you put it yeah, they, don't, they don't like white glove it <laughs> yeah. no as far as the, the buyer at Amoeba yeah like the, the you know the yeah the they, worker. They, they ain't tripping off yeah. that yeah. it's more of like if it's a, you know they, they already know if, if it's a promo that just it's a piece of shit right? yeah the buyer Amoeba was yeah. probably just ready to go to her drum circle or something <sighs> at like the lower store. anyway so <laughs> do you have any I have a question for you do you have a question go ahead, go ahead. no go ahead no no please please um Go, bro. So, do you have any like favorite music related movies? Wow, that's a good one. Kill Bill? One was. Um, High uh, Fidelity? Rock Rockers. Like Marty Jannetty and Shawn yeah, <laughs> Michaels? Tell us, what this, tell us what the plot is. Uh, <laughs> Rockers uh, with uh, 
with the uh, who was it? Uh, Jacob Miller and uh, Inner Circle. Uh, um, Gregory Isaacs was in it. Oh, um, it's just about a. a, a, a this is like seventies, right? Seventies, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a deep cut. That's B side for sure. No, it's, it's one of the most famous like Jamaican movies ever. Oh, see, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, if you ever watch it, right, I need to reevaluate my love for music. Then. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just like I mean, for me, like I said, if it's a if it's a soundtrack, it's just a lot of uh, legendary records came from that that the actual soundtrack. So, and he, weren't you in a Gap commercial? Yeah, damn, yeah, I was. Was she smoked out? Was was that? Uh, there was a chick there. Was she smoked out? Or no, 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 no. Okay. She's hella cool. Shannon, uh, Shannon was uh, Shannon Sossman. She was in uh, a Night's, a Night's Tale. <gasps> tell tell us about uh, this Gap commercial. How, how that come so, um, yeah. so my manager at the time got me in there and and Rob Swift. Was it Badilla? No, I'm sorry, Christine. Yes, no, 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 no. Christine. Uh, her name's Lan. Lan Pan. And she uh, she got us in there and. Um, yeah, it was just a campaign that they were doing for like I guess whatever the the new line was, but it was us for the DJ thing. Mm-hmm. Daft Punk did one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juliet Lewis from uh, Natural Born Killers did one, and then I forgot who else was part of that campaign. But it was dope. Like it was, yeah, you know, it was like the first time I was we shot it at uh, Universal Studios. So it's funny, like out the soundstage, you can see those trams that pass by with LPs, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know I was on the opposite side waving to them. Like, it was a trip. <laughs> But um, yeah, that was dope, man. I was, you know, got my SAG card from that. Oh, oh you got a SAG, SAG card? card? Yeah. Yo, no, it was a, no, it was a trip. That. It was yeah. a, no, it was a trip just to kind of learn. When you eat, <laughs> no, it was, just, it was just a learning, learning thing. Like you know, because like I get you know that's where that you can get like, I guess being part of SAG with with as far as like the you know insurance and stuff. That's like fucking that. tight, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not part. I haven't been in that for so long. I haven't. You know. No, but like we know inside you are though. <laughs> No, it was just you know, just I, that was my first taste of like that, like that Hollywood, whatever you know that comes. Was it like, weird? You know how it gets kind of. It weird. was weird. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. You know what I mean? I, I thought it was you know I didn't know what what to really expect, but it was what, what you know. I think my most memorable thing from that whole project was when I went I went to Japan when the campaign came out. Yeah, and you know, or sh- you know, are you familiar with the Shibuya Crossing? Yeah, at Shibuya Crossing, at the, on the screen on one of the buildings, they were showing the commercial. While you were crossing, what? while I was crossing, yeah, I wish I had a damn camera. But you know that you know there was no. This yeah. was this was two thousands, right? Yeah, yeah. early two thousand, like two thousand one. Oh, that's like the shit you have to like put on your shoulder. There was no iPhone yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't have a you know even nothing really took a good camera, you know, a good picture and stuff. Shit, like even fucking the other pictures uh, cameras had like eight megapixels. Right, 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 right. A flip vid? Did you have a flip vid no. at one point? You know mm. what that is? That's no. when it was like a hand, like before there was a handheld phone. I was like handheld. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was, when that shit, called, I don't know. There was actually a thing you would bought though. It wasn't a phone. It was called a flip vid. Oh no, I didn't have that. It's a flip vid, and there's another one. See, Japan is like uh, the thing is, is that they absorb so much like Western culture, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially like hip hop. Oh well, yeah. I mean, some of my best memories of just you know hip hop, like just going to battles and going to, or, or performing out there, is in Japan. And some of the best digging for records I do is in Japan. I wonder why that is. Like, why is it that they always have like the gold? You know what I mean? Even when it comes to like streetwear so, or fashion. Like, so whatever you know, what I untapped. learned. What I learned about the Japanese is whatever they're into, they're into it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Or like not just like the surface part. Like what they want to know the the, you know, the ins and outs. Yeah. The originators who did what to you know to, even to the fine detail of like. Who played drums on this record or something like that? Yeah, dude. They're, they're like I, that I, with I, their, their lowrider culture too. Dude, like yes. they yeah. they fall all the way in. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I love that. I love that schools teach yeah. like the the music, like the you know, it, it's another like uh 
they're like b-boy things like a uh, like a pe class right right it's right. just just to get active no, yeah. they're, they're really into it man i mean that's I, I, you know that's why you know one of my one of my, one of my best friends lives in japan he's a one of the past dmc champions uh his name is dj tashi but he's the one who got me into digging mm. you know I mean? he got you into digging mm-hmm. like I, I was already into original samples but he's the one who he would take me to all the record stores and like you have this oh you have to have this he was enemy records and that's that's when i caught the bug of just really buying records like crazy you know? is there like um it's like 94 too is there one 94 93 94 like right out of high school digging for records in 94 like you know be, digging for records besides buying records for all the stuff that you need for the for the you know yeah the mobile for the gig you know what i mean like actually buying like jazz funk rock all that just different genres of music is there ever like do you have like one that kind of like always got away like one that you've never been able to find oh you'll, you'll never have the perfect collection man that's the only thing I, I learned about about digging for records it's like just when you think you have it all you'll never have it all are you chasing like, anything right now though oh man all day what name one name yeah one, top, name top one. one like if, if someone could drop I'm, it off you know, today I've, to you i've been looking for a lot of opm stuff mm. all day what's up what's up uh, original original filipino music <sighs> Like the uh, the love songs. Please. I mean, I got a bunch. I got a bunch of loves. I'm looking for more, the more of the soulful stuff because there was a point in the '70s when you know when the bases Clark and Subic were there. You know, there was mm-hmm. a lot of American servicemen there, so mm-hmm. they would com- they would collaborate with a lot of the locals. You know, locals and make bands and yeah. you know do a lot of covers. So yeah. And if you listen to the, like they, they cover like James Brown shit and like just real funk. You no, know, they they really introduced them to like all the funky shit. Like, I am. Um, it's funny like i recently went to mexico uh this has absolutely no relation to what i'm about to say but prior like literally like minutes before the flight i started kind of like listening to uh there's this diana ross song love hangover Mm -hmm. and the beginning of that song um is just amazing and it was sampled by like uh, jermaine dupree for like uh, uh monica's like first night right and there was like an extended play of that song because of that, I started kind of like looking into Japanese disco. Oh yeah, dude, city, Jap- city pop. Yes, yeah, city pop, bro, city, city pop, city, city pop, pop. city pop. And then there's, and then it got me digging into like Brazilian kind of like uh, disco as well. Yeah, Brazilian, Brazilian boogie. Braz- yes, dude, that shit is so crazy. There I mean, was this one uh, reggae song that like I had, I had before on a CD because my friend Conrad had made a CD for me, and it was um, Jamaican dub. And mm. I had it, and then I lost it, and I forgot the title. And we did an episode one time at Uncle Tito's. Oh yeah, and they were playing it, and I fucking quickly shazammed it. It was went to the bathroom. I, yeah, and I called my friend uh, Larissa. Shout out to Larissa, and she was in the Philippines at the time. I was like, Yo, I fucking found it. It was Blood on His Lips by the Scientist. Oh, a Scientist, yeah, <laughs> dude, I found it. I, I love the Scientist. Um, you know, one of my, you know, King Tubby, man. If real, if you if, if you guys know what time it is with Dub, King Tubby. He's like he invented drum and bass. I think the crazy thing about like <laughs> Jamaican dub is that it's very it's very kind of it's kind of closely related to like sound system where you would kind of like have to um, make your own stuff. Yeah, right? I mean if you see how it's really made, there's a bunch of dope videos like uh, you know uh, King Tubby's uh, apprentice King Jammy. Well, he was Prince Jammy at the time, but you, you could see him like working the mixing board where one channel was the drums, one channel was like the horns. One channel was the hi hat. Everything was just separated. Yeah, but it had like a a, a delay or echo on it, and that's he was mixing it live, like just drowning out all the and just having the vocals play, and then ha- echoing echoing out the vocals, and then the, the, 
the drum and bass kick in. Just it's it. fucking it's, it's mind amazing. Blowing, Yo, it's, it's on some hypnotic shit. There was a, a but it's reggae. You know yeah. what I mean? So there was a magazine I used to follow called Op Time. Do you ever heard of Op Time? No. It was like back in like the early two thousands. Basically, they used to talk about how people used to make their own. You know, back in like the whole dub kind of like uh, era where they would basically like Jerry rig to make their own oh, effects. Sh- oh, dope. Yeah, I don't know whatever happened to it, but like, fuck that shit blew my mind, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's a dope. You know, that's a, like another reason why I get into I got into sound system and reggae and dancehall because. Just you know, like if you look, if you're a DJ and you see like the dub version on a 12 inch record, that dub version is related from reggae and dancehall. Yeah, you know I mean? like the version of like it's, it's 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 still like you know it's not just the instrumental, but just like they're peeking in like the 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 vocals every now and then, like hey hey hey, but the, but the drums are still playing. You get hell excited off the shit, oh, right? So, I'm a, like I said, I'm a nerd when it comes to this shit. I also am a nerd, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. What was the first time you uh, you got recognized that kind of like set you back? You're like, whoa, like, damn. I guess when I started, uh, I don't know when I when I started entering in the uh, like the world championships. Mm-hmm. I guess. The ITF and the D- no, DMC. I was never I was never in ITF. Um, you were in DMC though, DMC, right? Oh uh, no, the seminar, the seminar, uh. the, the new music seminar was the was my first big world championship out because that was what year was this? It's ninety three. I was fresh out of high school. Um, I got my. <laughs> I, I went to city, but I, I applied for one of the, you know how they have those credit card. Things like hell yeah! yeah I, I know I, what you're I, talking yo, about. I, I applied for one of those joints. And I, I I just blew it on a, a plane ride <laughs> to a hotel in New York because I got accepted for the. We just you know? like, we we just interviewed like DJ Boogie Brown, and he said that he blew like as soon as in college he like did the same thing, but he used it like on a, on a pair of turntables that he still uses to this day. Awesome! I'm starting to think that DJs. Like they're up, up and coming is just based off of like uh, credit cards, <laughs> like their first like entry into hey, it. Hey man, know? hey, I mean you That's, gotta pay the yeah, debt. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 by how you can if you, if you know. Right, get it how you get it. Fucking better than me, man. BMG, fucking uh, thirty fucking CDs for one penny, and then you're hey. paying oh, like yeah. yeah, they fuck me. A dog. lot of soundtracks. Fuck, <laughs> yo, you're buying a lot of soundtracks. That's how I found Green Day though. <laughs> oh shit! Shout out to Soundgarden. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do you have a? Do you have a? Do you have a favorite mix, like a mix CD that's out that that's your one? Because, like, two of your mix CD, that, like that, mix that's CDs, something that I made. Yeah, oh, two shit. of your mix CDs were, were like a real staple for me for a long time. Like, because you know, music heals, right? And then like that, so much soul, it, like introed me to a lot of different music. Because I was a radio head. Like, I listened to the radio. That's what I listened to. You know what I mean? And then, like, I uh, I think I got, I got a true. Oh damn! Yeah, I got it at True, and then, and I I popped it in, and it never left. Like it was one of those CDs that always stayed in my yeah. my deck because I was not trying to hear what it was at the time because this was like ninety six, no no, two thousand two thousands two thousands yeah, because yeah. I worked at radio and it, it was like I needed a cleanse, so yeah. so I always went to the reggae parties. You know what I mean? I yeah. always Border Cantina, Storyville, like like. Did you ever go to um, 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 Give Thanks on Thursdays yeah. at, at, at downstairs, the yeah. um, uh, Club Six? Yeah, I was a, I was a resident there. Like I did it once a month over there. Club too. Six Damn. was an amazing club. Shout yeah, out to that tunnel. Yeah. That tunnel didn't see, but you had seen hella shit. They got Polo and Rolo. Come on, man! Like, like, and then uh, you did a lot of DC DC Soul shakedowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to DC. Like DC had a real he he perfected how 
how Club Six should have been mapped out, mm-hmm. as far as like the reggae where the jiggy shit is, and then you could you hear yeah, like all the backpack room, shit, different rooms that do different. Yeah, things, yeah. and that, that that was also like shout out to Randall, like 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 uh, Randall. Um, Mission Rock was a real thing. Oh damn, Mission, Mission Rock, Rock was <laughs> a real thing. It's part of those too. Like I didn't I didn't know you then, but I. I, I always watched you work because I was like, damn, this motherfucker's killing this crowd. Everyone here is wearing brown and green. They're killing it right now. <laughs> no, nah, dude, it was, it was it was a different era. Like that, I love like like my love lo- love letter time to school was like that era of being out, yes. being out, yeah, like yeah. chasing the DJs you wanted to hear. Well, you know what I mean? And you know, I think music was definitely in a different place at that time because you know, the balance of new shit and classics were really like heavy. You know, you could, you could still play all the heavy, yeah. you know, the classic stuff. Yeah, that's a good people, point. And people re- react to it. Like, you were, you're, people. Uh, a lot of clubs were still on wax, and then it didn't yeah. go to like yeah, it, didn't, right. it didn't go to like CDJs. Not yet. So, and and then when Serata got built in, but it was a lot of like you had to have the wax, and then that's how you know you're gonna hear the songs that you wanted to hear. Carrying your crate through a crowd. That's why you had people wow. with you that was, that was under twenty one. Yeah, exactly. Crazy, yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell, just, just, tell, just grab that mic. Tell yeah. them the story, Fridge. bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, <clears throat> that's right. Yeah, shout out to uh, <clears throat> Brother Vin Rock and Short. Hey, a lot of my uh, first young adult drinking experiences <laughs> was because <laughs> I was allowed to hold a crate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Even if it just had like whatever half amount of records and some wires, as long as I could hold it, it was like a fake ID. Yeah, was that like, was it. Yeah. That was the golden oh, ticket. Was, oh, he's with us. Yeah, that's like love it, dog. It's it was good. easy. It's no good. questions. It was like I got crate. I'm holding a milk crate, man. And I'm wearing a fitted there. hat yeah. and I'm wearing tennis shoes. I'm in here. <laughs> and I'm not jersey. And I'm 19. <laughs> Damn. What dress code? Good times. Good times. Uh, so I I remember like vividly. In my past, that when uh, Qbert used to live right off of Geller, kind of like near that Seven Eleven there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before they built all the condos that kind of like obstructed the view, yeah, he used to have like just random parties of like random people there. And I remember getting called by this dude, and he's like, "Yo, come over here!" Da, da, da. And I go there, and it's Qbert's house, and I was fucking tripping out. Do you remember that time? Uh, I I came over to Q's house. A bunch of those times. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right, okay, I didn't make I that up. I just see that happening. I know. I was like, reason. "Fuck!" I didn't make that up. I just want to. I just want validation, dog. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, yeah, it was so. It was so different then, right? Like, I don't know. Nowadays, do you listen to any new music? Yeah, I do. Is there any stuff that you into? Hmm. Um, a lot more, just more soul stuff. Damn, that was a really big mm. sigh. Mm. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, oh, I'm, I mean, just. Who I've who I've been, who's been exposing me to music a lot is like you know, just a lot of a lot of the playlist retreat. Yeah, yeah. Folks, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of that the whole that whole that whole family. You know, we all kind of trade music back and forth. So I've been listening to like, everything that they've been doing. Have you That's heard of a lot, uh, more, a lot more soulful stuff? Have you heard of Lola Young? Yes. Her new like song Conceited. Did you? I'm not familiar with that song. I'll, I'll play it for you later. That shit is. Okay. Just don't sing it, okay? You can no. play it for him. Yeah, I definitely. When can't people play you a song and they start singing along, like, don't let me hear the song real quick. Oh yeah, that, that's another question I wanted to ask you. So you were you were a part of the, or you are a part of the Invisible Scratch Rickles, yeah, the Beach Junkies, mm-hmm. Triple Threat DJs, yes, all at the same time, yes. Had has that ever caused any kind of like, you know, like rift or like you know, like oh yo, like you got to be doing this and you're like no. I think it's just I, I think every, every you know being from those crews I think everyone knew 
what my role was yeah. in each one. So they respected when I had to do something for one crew and respect, you know. Yeah. Balance in the universe. Balance yeah. in the universe. It's fun. And t- your contributions to each one, too. I, me, my brother Ronald, shout out to Ron, uh, RB, because if I call him Ronald, he'll get upset. Um, <laughs> he was the one who kind of turned me on to the entire, like, I remember, I think it was like 99. Uh, Beach Junkies released like the first mix CD. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where it was like, uh, was back at you with the realness. It started oh, off yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. Do yeah. that, Joel. Dun, 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 right? Uh, and then after that, there was like the 2001 with like Red uh, Matic and I think D Styles. Loved all that shit. Bought all of like that DMC and like ITF stuff. Like we were super into all of that stuff. Yeah. Oh. It was just a crazy time, man. And I just, I don't know. Like DJs nowadays are like, oh, like you have like. Polity or you know whatever it's not the same well you know what it is i think it's it has to do a lot with the music you know what i mean yeah and like you know the the music back then and not to, i'm not dissing any new music now but just like the, i just i think the production especially back then made it possible for a dj to like flip shit you know what i mean and that's one thing i i, I always try to push with these like these new dj battles because um i don't know i just feel like no one's making routines to call their own Yeah It's like It's not personalized You know what I mean Like I'll give you an example Like uh, Mr. Sinister He has uh, The Method Mad juggle mm-hmm. Yeah He flips that record Like no one touches that record Cause we know he That's flips, his shit That's his shit Yeah Blind Alley That's Babu's juggle And we know that He does it a certain way And no Babu, one's fucking God. with it you know, So I'm Babu. just saying Like you know it, it, I think selection I mean you know When you when you think DJ Bell It's hard not to have Selection as a criteria Right You know what I mean and that's why, like nowadays, I just have a hard time judging DJ battles because it takes a lot for me to really and like. And I'm not trying to be a snob or anything. Just like I just you love this. I just came from a different school, you know what I mean? And you and to love me, this. To me, it's like I, I I got into this whole thing because when I heard a certain song like that a DJ dropped, I'm like, oh shit, what's what's he about to do with this? What song was it? It's time. It's time. It's what, oh, those, yeah. electro, those electro those electro records. Because everyone did it differently. Yeah. So everyone had their own flavor with it. You know what I mean? So, and, and then even as late as like It Takes Two, like the Rob Basin, you know, everyone flipped that record differently. Yeah. I, yeah, let's pass it off to Jan. Jan had told me prior that he had so many questions to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We go um, way back, that's why. Yeah. It's, it's more like these a, questions um, out earlier, but you would. <laughs> It's it's more like a appreciation for you, short because um, I was trying to think of what to say. I, I only say like one or two things like during the whole show, or in life, I, or in life as well. Right, right. So I, I came up with like uh, like uh, more I, than ten things, oh and shit. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just try to go through it because we're kind of like uh, getting close to time. Nah, fuck it, you do it, do it. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you was uh, what. Uh, if, if you have any um, memories about Templeton and going to Best Way Market. Oh, oh shit. Oh. Now we're hitting a place over here. That's and a, like that's seeing Gary. Shout out to Gary. Gary. Oh my goodness. Shout out to you, Gary. The dollar fifty sandwiches? Yeah. Dollar fifty? Dollar fifty. At Best Way? At Best Way. You, you bring them, they have rolls there. You just bring it to dude and he'll just, this guy Gary, and he'll make it. And it's, man, it's the best dollar fifty sandwich you'll ever have in your life. With meat I mean, though and lettuce bit, and all yeah, that shit, yeah, yeah, better than the corned beef sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, well, to me it was. Damn, fuck you, inflation. I mean, you know, it's uh, so living in the hood in Daly City Mission, Templeton. Same side, yeah. You know, East, East ESDC, East Side Daly City. I mean, you know, it's um, just growing up in that area during, you know, because I, I lived there during like my b boy days. You know, yeah, mm. I was still breaking and kind of getting into the whole. At thing. Lincoln Park. 
No, it wasn't even Lincoln Park. It was at uh, uh, Frankfurt Park. or uh, That's the one in between Best Way, right? Yeah, like right up the, yeah, yeah. Right around the corner from Best yeah. Way. And then, you know, just, but yo, I was a rocker too, man. I was into metal. So I got into that. Everybody in my hood was into like metal too. Shout out to Death Angel. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Death Angel. Yeah. Like, you know, just the whole hood, of, like you said, Mission Templeton, man. I, it just, it made me, man. Just, Ooh, I like that. that. It made me. Yeah, because you know, I like just because all the DJs who I lived, love it actually. All the DJs who lived in that area too. It's just so influential. You know, yeah. break in and everything. So yeah, um, I like how you said rocker. Um, one thing I always appreciated was uh, being able to say that we're in the same crew and that yeah. uh, shortcut is our DJ. Mm-hmm. As you know, the Concrete Rockers. I just want to say hey, thank you. Absolutely. Wait, you were shout out? Yeah, I was a Concrete Rockers shout DJ. Out Holy Rockers. That's what I'm saying. With, with Jam, we, we were all we were all at the Wait, Science Hall. Wait, you both were Concrete Rockers? Yeah. Do you have the jacket still? I never had a jacket. How come nobody has the jacket still? Because they but, were expensive. You could buy a hat for like Dove. A snap But bag. yo, <laughs> being, being part of Concrete, I loved it because we're, we're all, we all were just boom bap, like hardcore b-boy, like we're the hip hop heads, while everything else was like real local, like yeah, you no, know, like Cortez sporting, Derby style jacket wearing. Like we were all like Pumas and fat laces, and you know, you know, I mean, like, we're just b boys, man, and we, yeah. we all like minded. Were other gangs trying to get a hold of you as well? <laughs> That's what Jack. No, if you listen, to you gotta relax, for me. No, next, next question. Sorry, go there. Next question. Let's not go there. Next question. Next question. Next. Yeah, as a concrete rocker, we we heard about your um becoming a scratch pickle, and we were super happy about that. Um, we watched the Vestax uh, turntable workshop every day. Oh just, damn! Just to be like, yo, that's short, and like, look at all this uh, stuff that he's doing. Was he shortcut then when he was when he was a break dancer? No. Was, was there a different name? Long cut. No. Oh. <laughs> no, just John. Just John. Just... And then um, another thing I wanted to mention was um, I was researching one day and I was uh, trying to find out about Zenny, and the only thing I found was like your tweet about Zenny. Oh my god! And I was oh, like, man, man, sure. If I had, man, I I just want to hear that yeah. voicemail. That was well, the best. Wait, yeah. what's what's that? She lost her. Someone sold her pager. <laughs> so this this Filipino chick from the. Definitely had a big, heavy Filipino accent. Yeah, she was complaining that someone she lost her pager yeah. or someone Some stole. stole no, her sorry, why is this? Why is no, this? Sorry, somebody stole my my pager. Yeah, I know the voicemail. I know the one who has stole it. He stole it. If you could put it back, put, it, was, oh, put it, was, it back where you took it. Yeah. So, yo, Zenny, if you're watching right now, Zenny, come on. <laughs> yo, that but that voicemail, everyone would put that on their uh, mixtapes. No, right? <laughs> on their voicemail. Put, uh, put that as their voicemail. On your, with page your, on your page. So it got around that got that much, wow. and people would just crank. Like I remember, and she never got her picture back. <laughs> I remember my homies would like they would they would they, they would put it to a pager number, and it would just go like nine and two. One two three four five. One two three four. One two three four. Uh, one two two three. You know, just the yeah, numbers yeah, go yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. just just crank everyone to call that, and then, <laughs> and that's how big that thing. And yo, they, yo, they, you know, they made a house song out of that. Wow! Classified Records made a a house Shout song. Shout out to Classified oh. Records. Yeah. Hey Zenny, I hope you're getting your royalties. Yeah, I hope you're getting your yeah royalties. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that shit on KML. I think I was like, what? And she still doesn't I, have I her pager. Look, somebody stole. Somebody stole. Oh, somebody dude. stole my <laughs> pager. <laughs> I don't know if it's because you're a DJ or how you said that, but I can feel the rhythm. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> think of it. <laughs> Voicemail era. Yeah. Voicemail. All right. Two more things. Um, there was a mural painted of you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Remy, right? Remy Martin. Yep. It's a campaign they did. Um, 
with DJs all over the the, the country, and uh, like the New York one was Molly Marl, mm. um, uh, Red Alert, Coco Chanel, and Spinderella. Mm. Wow! And like the LA one was like Yella. Mm. But for Frisco, they got me for that. So. That's what's up. Yeah, they did. That's yeah, what's yeah, up. Thankful, man. Like that's a uh, that's a big one. We had like a reception party for it in Frisco. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, uh, you know, normally you have to like a, be a, you have to be like a rapper who passed away or something to get wow. a right. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah so shout so out to Party Two Box Killer. Fuck, <laughs> 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 a fucking really poor. Come on, man. That was a poorly typed statement. Come on, so man. sorry. <laughs> Anyways, right. you know, what's the next one? All right, last one is um, well, one of my favorite things to watch is the uh, the end of the Invisible Scratch Pickles performances. The synchronized shit. Yeah. So I just wanted to know, like, what, like, did did somebody make that up or three days? Three days. We would just all do certain. So Q's thing was that was like you know I guess he was part of ROTC. And you know they would come up with drill mm-hmm. things and you know or oh no I'm sorry he was he, he I think he he mentioned uh Tahitian dancers or they would dun, yeah it's very dun, 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 it is dun, very yeah it's very dun, 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 dun. yeah so he was thinking we were thinking of a pattern where like synchronized something where like the as a as a, a, a powerful like ending statement kind of thing at the routines after the routine's done and that's how we came up with that we came up with a bunch of patterns and we just decided on that one on that one pattern it's it stuck so it's like a kind of a, almost a signature thing that we do that's right yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. Jay, you any questions? Justin, JD Fresh. No questions, but um, just want to congratulate you. Oh, thank you, brother. On everything you've done and um, everything you are doing. Thank you, brother. And, man, the level up is like they're crazy level jumps that you keep you oh, know, man. going through and climbing. Definitely, you know, we're proud, especially as Filipino. No, it's like, no doubt. Man, thank you, man. I appreciate that. For you know? real, though. Yeah. I mean, just to, just to be, you know, like, just, to, you know what? Uh, I never really, I never like kind of patting myself on the back. Yeah. Actually, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't like that, but no, my, my manager is always telling me like, yo, you gotta, sometimes you gotta stop and think, you know, and realize who you are. Absolutely. You know, Fuck you yeah. And, but, you know, like, but I just, for me, I'm just, I'm, I'm always a, a, a bedroom DJ at heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I always, I always kind of have that mentality because it keeps me driven, you know? But I think being on this force tour with LL and, um, and everybody and just, you know, Black thought, the roots, question. You know, I mean, just Jesus. everyone who's on there, dude. Like Rock Him, freaking Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh. You so know, fucking some of the shows we had Big Boy, we had Luda, we had Pete Pablo. It's just, just, it's just crazy. But you know, like I said, I'm the only Bay Area representative on that whole tour. Come on, yes, and the only Asian. So that's, come on. So that's why I'm like really like it made me realize, okay, man, this you is put a, on this yeah. is a blessed position that I'm in and I'm really thankful to You're be like part maybe of it. you might have done a little something. Yeah, right. not just that, bro. You're representing one of the elements of hip hop too. No word. Yeah, being yeah. a DJ, I mean, you know, like dude, I got the hardest I gotta open up the show. You know what I mean? Like the minute people walk in, I gotta I gotta make everyone feel a certain way before the cause you know, they put so the, the scenario of the forest tour is I'm in the middle of the arena. Mm-hmm. And when people walk in, I'm 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 playing videos. I'm doing video mixing. Oh shit! Okay. And then I have a I have a camera on me, and I have a camera like facing me, and then a camera facing the turntable. So my manager, Rome Diggs, he's triggering. Shout off, to Rome well, Diggs. Shout to Rome Diggs. He's triggering off the scene, so he don't you know like as I as I perform and shit. And then, wow. And then you know I'm I'm kind of treating it like how I, when I'm on Twitch when I do my stream. So yeah. I'm talking to the crowd, but then they could see me. Realistically, people could see me on the screens on the stage, and um, you know. I'm, the last twenty minutes, I gotta kill it and kind of make them sing along and all that stuff. And just, but I'm still playing classic hip hop. And then that's it. The lights go off when 
and then the whole then the show starts so i gotta get them in that mood and it just makes me feel like damn i'm that's yo big up my big brother the magnificent jazzy jeff yay jazzy jeff like yo man I can't thank him enough. He's he's co-signed me so many times, and I just for a reason. And yeah, I, no I, real I, talk, man. You know what I mean? He has. You man. really out here? I mean, you know, like it just for him to have that confidence in me to do that because you know because I think you know Questlove was asking like, yo, we need someone to open it for the show. He's like, Jeff, Jeff was like, you gotta have, you gotta get short. Say like, less, yeah. Thank you. And you know to be able to do that and just kind of add that element like. That show, you know, I, you are a part of this history. Yeah, you know what man. I mean, like, I mean you know, like the l- last picture we took from the last show that was in, yeah, I think it was in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. We took a, all all of us took a picture on the stage together with LL and, and the Black roots, thought, and, yeah. and we're all there. And just to be on, I was, I was tripping. Like, Damn, I'm on. I still gotta pinch myself. They're saying that about you, dog. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I mean, like I said, dude, like it's just, it's like I said, for me, it just it feels good. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kid from Templeton. Daily City, mm. you know what I mean, like Eastside Daily City. Eastside Daily City, we made it. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I'm, I'm thankful, man. Budget I'm, savings. <laughs> <laughs> the Fresh Prince mm-hmm. on his television show had DJ Jazzy Jeff as his sidekick. Mm-hmm. We are blessed to have DJ Jazzy Jeff's DJ Jazzy Jeff here on the show you are his sidekick you are soaking it all up oh, and not man. only that but the representation that you give and you not are not afraid to even admit that shit right the fact that you almost quit when your daughter was born yeah you were trying to get into become like a, a pharmaceutical dude tech I, was or just, I was just i was i was already two interviews deep into two interviews deep yeah man um what was it at uh genentech right yeah man i was supposed to be I was, but then you a, a big tour came up that i i just couldn't pass up and that made me feel like okay i gotta now or nothing right now or nothing now yeah, or like, nothing you know, I, you know and I, I thought about it like man I've, I've been i've been in the game for like more than 20 years why I, come on I, can i give it up no no i can't I ever since that fateful day full throttle in 89 yeah you know and i think from you know what i'm thankful for is you know, I'm not trying to f- sound like a fucking dinosaur, but you know, at my age to still be relevant, that's a blessing, dude. Like, Are you, you know kidding I mean? me? At 13, I was simply trying to uh, figure out my size of khakis, and here you are at the age of 13, ready. Like no one knew, but you were ready to change the world. Oh man, I mean, you know, I uh, that's crazy that wrong. you put it, crazy yeah. that you put it that way. But I mean, I'm, it's I'm true. Just, I'm just like you know, like I said, I'm just. I'm just thankful for all the opportunities that that the homies give me, and you know, and to call like my idols friends, and you know, yes. just, just 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 it's been a, a crazy ride because, like I said, I'm, I still feel like, dude, I still feel like we're at Jeff, dude. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, I'm, I, I still have that passion for this DJ thing. I'm like the biggest nerd when it comes to it to the point where I want to make a damn documentary just to let the world know why I came. You know what I mean? Because like I said, the one thing that, that I always have to explain to people around the world is like, they always ask me, why Filipinos? Yeah. And why from the Bay Area? Yeah. Because, you know, hip hop's not known, you know, Bay Area's not known for like hip hop, hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't have like big origins, <coughs> maybe for strutting, maybe. Yeah. Or, you know. Every every podcast that I did my research on asked you about the same thing. What were your, what your roots were about, right? Filipinos in the 80s, and you had to explain the entire sound system, right? Yeah. But what they tend to miss on is that what catapulted you to the level that you are today is simply authenticity, yep. the passion for music. It was when you, that audition, right? But that's yeah. to say, right? For, uh, uh, I don't want to name the group, but when you didn't, when that didn't happen for you, yeah. 
there was a, a switch that flipped in your mind where you were like, I love this too much that I cannot give this up. Dude, I, I just remember when I got turned down to be part of the group. I was I was 13. I was I was crying, man. I was like, man, did you want me? You know, that's like, that's what, yeah, that's I, like I talk, being big last place. Right, sports, like, right? Yeah, it, 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 it crushed me. You know what I mean, but I, I talked to my mom about it. I'm like, mom, they didn't, want, they didn't want me down. Yeah, but look where you're at now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, well, sh- <laughs> if anyone, shout out to my mom. Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. Big love to my mom because, you know, for someone, you know, we're Filipinos, man. You know, they want us to be someone, you know, I mean, like this doctor, is not an ideal career. Doctor, it's not an ideal career. Right. But she bought me a pair of 12s. Ooh. Right when that happened. You know what? Forget them. You do it yourself. And we're going to be better and we're going we're to get you your own. You know what's crazy? You know, I was like, damn. You, right know on, mom. you know what's crazy is that she wasn't wrong. No, dude. Hell no. Because here you are. My mom is one of my biggest fans, man. She's always in my streams. She goes to my gigs. She was at the Chase Center gig for the for the. <laughs> yeah, man. She's That's still, fucking tight. She still dude. comes out. I mean, like she she has my back, hundred percent. I just love her for that because she, you know, when we're making the, the ISP album, she was at the she was in the studio with us in, at at at, at uh, Red Bull Studios in Tokyo. What? She was just sitting with you know. She's always been supporting me. I mean, like. Do you remember your your first performance when your mom was there, where she had that yes, the aha moment? Like she was like, "Damn, yeah, um, you're rocking right I now." I was my, my it, was a, it was my stepdad and my mom, and we were there. I performed. I opened up for uh, uh, Shadow and Cut Chemist mm. at, at, the, at, the, at the Fillmore, mm. and, and I got them. Uh, I got them uh, balcony seats. Yep, and they were just watching it like. Yeah. This is right. Yeah, we did it right. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he's doing it like wise you know. investment for the certain day. Yeah. You know, I'm. You know, of course. I mean, as his parents, they're always concerned. Like, you know, are you, sure, you know, you might, you might not be in, in demand anymore. What are you gonna do then? And you know what I mean. So, but like that. Every time they did, they told me that as it made me feel like, okay, I gotta keep going with this. I gotta see this through. Even sometimes it might be a little slow or whatever. I just gotta keep at it, and something will pick up. And like I said, yo, this year. Alone, I'm so thankful because I feel like I haven't been any busier in my whole career than this year. You know, with the whole, you know, especially with the tour, man. Like, I think that's crazy, man. Because amazing. Basically, you're saying that like it's been 36 years, and your mom had voiced the entire the concern of saying that like, what if you're not in demand? But the truth of the matter is, you look at it now, and you could like look at it in any different way, but you are in demand. Mm -hmm. Thankful, bro. Like I said, that's. it's a blessing. So, um, you're, you're like, every, like uh, when I started the podcast, there was like a, a wish list of people, right? There's also the list that uh, of your homies you want you wanna you wanna get flowers to, and then there's there's the ones that are the the uh, the untouchables. You were an untouchable to me for a long time. You were uh, you're you're that dude to me. You know what I mean, like. You introed a lot of music, like we didn't have Shazam back then, right? right? So we couldn't, we couldn't, we have to be like, you know what this, what song this is? Like having like your mixtapes were like an intro to me to like, like breaking out of what was like the cookie cutter like hip hop that I, I was forced to listen to. Yeah, I mean, you know that. I mean, as as a, when those tapes were coming out, that's what was Triple Threat. That was our main mm-hmm. goal was to kind of just, you know, break. Stuff that was you know new that people just didn't weren't up on or hip hop they weren't up on and and just like you know like I said breaking and breaking classics too man breaking classics yeah I think that's a, a, a never anything I think that we as an elder selector that I, <laughs> I that I try to do in every every set is to break classics to the new generation because there's like stuff that folk you know these artists are sampling now that they have no idea that, that there's an original to that yeah so yeah. I'll be the op- I'll be the guy to put. To kind of keep that fire, you know what I mean, or keep carry the torch for some of these artists who 
who need that recognition or should be recognized for that song or whatever, you know? So, yeah. and, and just wrapping up, anything you want to share with your audience, with the Free 99 uh, oh. Niners? Oh, <laughs> Free 99ers. Yo, um, well, thank you guys for having me, first and foremost. I appreciate you guys. Um, I mean, uh, Sheesh. yo, like I said, man, I'm, I'm proud to be from Daly City. Mm. I'm proud to be a Filipino. Mm. And I'm proud of, you know, it is the 50th anniversary of hip hop and to be on the tour of the 50th anniversary Crazy. of hip hop. Oh, yo, big up, like I said, big up my big brother, the magnificent Jazzy Jeff. Big up the maestro Quest Love and the whole Roots fam. My man Stro Elliott. And, and, and um, yo, big up the general, dude. Yo, Stro Elliott, dog. Yes. Yo, I mean, Jesus. Stro's, yeah, Stro's, guy's a Stro's the homie, man. And, you know, my, my brother Z Trip. And, yo, and big up. Who finally who has the final say in everything? Big up the general LL Cool J for putting me on because, like I said, that's dude, surreal though. That is surreal. Though. Yeah, I mean, that's yo, surreal. Yo, just me and Rome Diggs, we're, we're tripping. Like you know, there's that's time, LL. There's times that we're in like the you know the, when the show's over, LL does a meet and greet with all his fans, with mm-hmm. certain fans that who you know who yeah. I guess who get the he still who, have who, a buff, who, who get the close. Dude, he's his own fucking. He's his own uh, security guard. Yeah, he is. Crazy. <laughs> he still has a pet he's a house dude. He's like crazy. super tall. Like, but he's but yo, he's mad cool. So like I said, we were, me and Ron would be in the hallways. We'd see him and we'd salute each other, and he'd come up to us and talk to us like, "Yo, what's up, y'all? Y'all good? Y'all Dang. good?" And he'd check up on us. He's like, "Yo, people are giving good uh, good re- uh, reviews on the on the." Um, Was that kind of like mind set. blowing? Dude, just for him to come up to us and talk to us, like yeah, because that's how we feel with having you on the podcast. Oh, straight, oh, man. Oh, yeah. straight yeah. up, <laughs> and you're super <laughs> humble, like you're nah, super. You're our, you're our LL. Oh, yeah, oh, you're, man. you're uncle. I'm, you're Tito LL, dog. Yo, look, you know it's how it's funny how you guys say that. So I look at like Apollo, Mike, and Q. Mixmaster Mike, Apollo, and Q mm-hmm. are like those are guys. Those are the legends to me, because like I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for them putting me on. They put they put me under their wing. They put me down with the crew, and you know, out of high school, I didn't, dude, I didn't think I was gonna be, I was just gonna be battling, and you know, see how far that took me. I was still a mobile DJ, yeah, you know what I mean. But like, I didn't know it was gonna kind of take me around the world and be able to kind of do what I do, you know. So I'm mean, still trying to figure out where it's gonna take you. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, that's what I think. What's exciting about this is just see, just not knowing what the next move is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Oh, not, not not. I mean, I have I, I plan the next move, but not knowing where it's gonna take me next. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Yeah, man. Shout this, out to this, Shortcut. Shout out to Shortcut. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Fucking superhero. Is. Like, I can't call you John because I feel like it's me calling you, like, Clark Kent. <laughs> fucking yeah. Superman, dog. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm i thankful. I, I'm i I'm thankful. Free 99. Free 99 podcast, y'all. Episode 193. Shortcut! Class 93. Dog. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.